Welcome to the B2B Mix Show with Elena and Stacy. Each week, we'll bring you ideas that you can implement in your own marketing strategy. We'll share what we know and advice from industry experts who will join us from time to time here on the show. Are you ready to mix it up? Let's get started. Hey, everybody. I'm Stacy Jackson. And I'm Elena Jackson, and we are the co-founders of Jackson Marketing. And in case you still haven't heard, we are also sisters. Stacy, what's the topic? Today is the last episode of our season. I can't believe we've actually managed to do 36 episodes, but we have, but we're still newbies. So we've come a long way, but we still have a lot to learn. And we wanted to invite a seasoned podcaster to come tell us all about what it takes to be a great, well-respected podcaster. So we invited our friend, Bernie Borges. Elena, you want to introduce Bernie? Heck yeah, I do. We are excited to have our good friend, Bernie Borges, join us as our last episode of season one. Bernie Borges is co-founder and chief marketing officer of Vingresso. He is the host of Modern Marketing Engine podcast and the author of Marketing 2.0, one of the first 50 books written on social media strategy. Bernie is recognized by Top Rank as a Top 50 Content Marketing Influencer, by Analytica as a Top 100 Artificial Intelligence Influencer, as well as a Marketing Insider Group Top 60 Marketing Speaker. He is also a regular contributor on social media today and business to community. And I'm just going to go ahead and throw out my personal opinion on Bernie. He's a super awesome and amazing person, and we know him professionally and personally and have a lot of respect for him. So Bernie, welcome to the B2B Mix Show. You guys are sisters? I didn't know that. (laughs) I know, it's a big surprise, right? (laughs) That's kind of our shtick. (laughs) So you haven't listened to the show, huh? Are you kidding me? I'm a fanboy. When you you threw the invitation out there, I said, it's about time. We wanted to get a little bit better before we invited you. <laughs> well, thank you for that introduction and back at you. I've uh, really enjoyed getting to know the both of you, both, as you said, Elena, professionally and personally. So where would you like to start? I'm excited. So maybe first off, is there anything else you'd like to tell us about yourself or your podcast, Modern Marketing Engine, or even Ben Gresso? Well, let's see. I was born. No, I don't want to go back that far. <laughs> um, So as you mentioned, I'm a co-founder and CMO of Ingresso. We are a service provider working with B2B sales organizations, helping those sales teams be more effective at digital selling so they can start more sales conversations and increase their win rates. We have two podcasts. We have the Selling with Social podcast that is hosted by Mario Martinez Jr., our CEO. And then I host the Modern Marketing Engine podcast. And I'm on episode, I think... 261, if I remember correctly, I kind of lose track, but yeah, somewhere around there. <laughs> so you've so done you've a only done a few. <laughs> uh, a, a few more than 36, but yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I love podcasting. I'm, I'm speaking into my favorite podcasting microphone right now with two of my favorite. You, the two of you have risen to the in my top five. I want you to know that I am. I'm a regular listener. I'm a fanboy. Love it, and I'm thrilled to be here. We We did not pay him to say this, people. (laughs) (laughs) But we did send him a box of chocolate, so maybe that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's get into the mind of the podcasting pro. 
So Bernie, let's start off by talking about how you just why you decided to launch a podcast. Well, you know, I actually I want to answer that question, Elena, but you know, I actually would prefer I'm going to throw the two of you a curveball and I know you're up for it because I know the two of you. And okay. I want to I want to turn the tables. I'm going to interview the both of you on this podcast. Oh. So instead okay, of that would be great. interviewing me, I'm going to interview you and I want to throw that question back at the two of you, why did you launch the B2B Mix podcast show? That is an excellent question. I'm glad you asked. So we kind of were at a point where we're working with clients. We're telling clients, you need to be doing this. You need to be doing that. And we kind of took a step back and said, we need to walk the walk if we're going to talk the talk. And we decided that we needed to just go all in and go with it and do a podcast because that's one of the biggest things that's happening right now is podcasting. It's really starting to blow up and we wanted to get in there before it gets way too saturated. And I think the statistic is like 44% of Americans are listening to podcasts. So that's really huge. And not to mention that so many different people learn and consume information in different ways. Like, I'm not a big reader, so I don't always like to read things, but I like to watch videos and I like to listen to podcasts and different things like that. So we need to be thinking about what our prospects and our audience, how they want to consume information that we're putting out there. And we just decided, you know, we need to have multiple different types of media available so that people can consume the information. And Actually, podcasting has become very fun for us. We actually really enjoy it. So that's kind of why we launched it. It's just that it's one of those areas that you really need to be in and reaching your audience that way. And it's just, we need to walk the walk. Okay. Stacey, would you add anything to that? I would also add that, yes, we wanted to launch it because we tell other people they need to, but it's also been a really terrific way to network with people and have a reason to reach out to people that maybe you might be intimidated to talk to, like you, Bernie, or Larry Kim, or people that we would have never in a million years thought we'd have a reason for them to want to give us the time of day. But it opens doors for you to talk to people that you admire and get to learn from them. It's really been great. Yep. So I'm looking at your website, and of course, the two of you, Jackson Marketing, you are inbound marketing, content marketing, service providers, and expert at it. And on your website, you have each and every podcast episode. So talk a little bit about sort of the marketing mix. I mean, we're recording this. This is audio content, but in the end, what you're publishing is more than audio content, right? So why don't you kind of speak to the overall mix of content that's associated with a podcast show like the B2B mix? There is a ton of content, even more than I knew there would be a lot that we would want to write and have, but I didn't realize to what degree (laughs) until we started doing it. We publish a show notes page and the transcript, and you've got to QA the transcript, and that's really a pain. Do social images. We'll do videos. Like today, we live streamed last week's episode. So we have video content of episodes. We'll do audiograms of an episode to share on social. We try and come up with as many ways as possible to repurpose pieces of the content and make it accessible to people that we want to reach or that we think would benefit from hearing from a guest that we have on the show. 
Okay. So what I hear you saying, Stacy, is something that I've experienced as a podcaster, and that is there's a lot of work involved, isn't there? <laughs> yes. Just a little. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, that's an understatement. It's also rhetorical. But is it more than you thought it was going to be? You know, when the two of you sat down and said, hey, we've got to really walk the walk. Let's do this. Let's go all in. Like you said, Elena, let's go all in and do this. Did you really know what you were getting into? Let's say we had a little idea, but not nearly as much of an idea as it really takes. Because we've worked I think with, I had more of an idea, though, than you did. Well, yeah. But <laughs> like when when we were working with you, Bernie, we, we helped with some of your podcast episodes. So we knew that some of the things involved with it, but we didn't see everything that you were doing on your side. And so a lot of it was like, oh, okay, that's a lot more work than I than I thought it was going to be. If you want to do it good, that is. Yeah. I mean, you can just not do a great job and just, you know, half do it and not really get a, a good outcome. But if you want to do it in a way that your audience appreciates it and get something out of it, and in a way that you're able to promote it in multiple ways, it takes a lot more time and preparation than expected. Like when we got into it, Stacy probably wanted to murder me because I'm like, it's a podcast. It's we're talking. We can, you know, we, we don't need make to it do up a lot on the fly. Prep. Yeah. I'm like, we, let's wing it. I'm good with that. And <laughs> I know she wanted to kill me. And I did learn that, you know, you do need to do some prep. Yep. You, you need to have maybe have some bullet points or things like that to reference. And I was I quickly learned that that was something you need to do. And you can't always just wing it like I thought we could. Yep. Now, your show is similar to mine in that your format is interview style. You have a guest on just like I'm your guest here, although I've turned it around. And you're my guest on your show for, for the last episode of this season. But your format is the same as mine. It's it, It's an interview format. So Talk a little bit about, and you've kind of alluded to that a little bit in your last comment, Elena. Talk a little bit about your approach. How do you decide who you're going to invite? What's your invitation process? You know, talk about that whole experience. Well, some of the first season, since we were just kind of getting into it, we were kind of just picking people that we knew that and that had expertise in certain areas. (laughs) What? They wouldn't say no. Oh, yeah, they wouldn't say no. (laughs) You're going to feel obligated to do this, so we're going to ask you. (laughs) But as we progressed, we were thinking about topics that, you know, our audience might need help with. And then as we were, as we meet people at conferences and different things like that, we're finding more people that will kind of bring the areas of sales and marketing together and talking about those two specifically those two departments and bring those in a way that is enjoyable to talk about and also offer some benefits to those that are listening and things that they can take and say, oh yeah, I can apply that today and make it actionable. But it's really just looking at our connections in our network and in the areas that we are seeing people talk about certain subjects, maybe we'll see something on LinkedIn and we'll be like, you know, that's a good topic. And that person had a really good information that they shared and that they commented on with. So let's reach out to them and see if they would like to be a guest and talk about that topic on the show. So it's just always being aware of what's happening around you and in your network and then reaching out to those individuals. Yep. And we've also made some connections with different PR people that just because of that networking who have brought guests to us recently is like, sure. Yeah. You want to put somebody on our show? That's great. 
Okay. Yeah, I like that. I get pitched a lot for from PR people on my podcast. Most of the time I turn them down because my show, I focus on interviewing people at brands, corporate brands. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I always tell my guests on my show, Elaine and Stacy, is I really want to make sure that we're delivering a specific message to the listener. You know, the name of the show is Modern Marketing mm-hmm. Engine. So it's all about modern marketing. And so I say to my guests, look, we want to make sure we're delivering value to the listener. But and this is what I say to my guests, but I also want to deliver value to you. So I say I have two audiences. I have the mm-hmm. listener. I want valuable content for them and I have you as my guest. I want you to have a great experience. I want you to enjoy mm-hmm. the time that we spend together and then I want you to enjoy the content once it's published. And then because in most cases, the people that I'm interviewing on my podcast, they're at brands. So they, they usually have a team, a marketing team. So I want them to proudly hand over the podcast over to their marketing team to say, hey, promote this, socialize it, let's get it out mm-hmm. there, you know, that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I always tell them there's two audiences, the listener and my guest. That's true. And you have to win over the guest first before you will ever make it to the listeners with that guest and, and to the marketing people over there. So that's so true. You have to really build trust and make it a great experience for that guest. Otherwise, why should they waste their time exactly. being on your show? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Hey, folks, let's take a break to hear about today's sponsor. And we are back. Now, I want to ask you what you've learned in the first season, aside from, and and you can comment on this. I invite you to comment on this because remember, I'm the interviewer here, not you. (laughs) But (laughs) what did you learn aside from the fact that once in a while, a scheduled guest can't make it, and therefore, you have to just... (laughs) Record your own show, like the scheduling snafu episode, a.k.a. the flashback episode. Yes. Well, I guess that also, it shows you kind of what a fly-by, not fly-by night, but fly-by the seat of our pants kind of operation season one was, because we just kind of made ourselves start doing a podcast without super planning it, because we knew that we would try to plan perfection rather than make incremental progress. So we just said, let's just start recording and we'll figure it out as we go. But for season, upcoming seasons, and really the last part of season one, we've been a lot more plan focused and trying to really say, okay, these are the things we want to talk about. Here's some people that we want to try and get on the show and really plan. Because I'll admit, we just kind of winged it in a way, at the beginning of the season, <laughs> just because we knew if we didn't just do it, we weren't going to. And to a large extent, I'm way okay with that because I've always been a believer of, in certain things, just ready, fire, aim. Meaning, you know, you both said, let's do this, let's go all in. And then you have to do some planning, but also some figuring it out mm-hmm. as you go. And, you know, you've, you produced... I think you said 36 episodes, all quality, good content. Many of the people that you interviewed, I know, and many I don't, and listen to maybe not every episode, but most of them. 
and all good, really good content, good interviews, good engagement, good interaction. So give us a little teaser now. What are you thinking? What are you planning for season two? We have actually started planning. So that's a plus. So some of the things that we're looking at would be involved around the areas of SEO. So we've got a couple of topics we want to talk about there. And we're also looking at some more topics about artificial intelligence, which I know that based on some of your award or mentions that you know some a lot about artificial intelligence. So we might bring you back on, Bernie, next, next season. And then just focusing on things that people can put into play and make it actionable so that they can improve their strategies, their marketing strategy. And, you know, talk about some things like voice search, because that is going to start getting bigger and some areas where people can focus on improving their search results for voice search and just a lot of different areas around video too and maybe focus more on the marketing side. I would say if you had to say there is an overall theme for season two, it would have more to do with using the internet and different technologies to help you reach the right people with the content you're already creating rather than talking about how to create more content because we're drowning in content and information now and it's time to really leverage technology, AI, voice search, whatever, mm -hmm. to make sure that your message isn't getting lost in the noise and is making it to the people who need to see it or want to see yep. it. Yep. Terrific. Well, I want to come back to the original question and I promised or, or threatened to give you my take on why <laughs> I started my podcast, the Modern Marketing Engine podcast. And my reasons, many of them are similar to yours. With my background in content marketing, I believe that podcasting was an important element, an important way, a valuable way to produce content. We've already talked about the fact that when you produce a podcast, you're producing not just this audio content, but also the show notes, which is a blog. There's SEO value in that, obviously. And you're producing social media content because you're sharing and promoting the content on social media. So you've got the whole content marketing element of it. But really, I'd say, Alan and Stacey, the biggest reason that I started my podcast and to this day maintain the podcast because it is a lot of work, as we all know. <laughs> the biggest reason is the relationship <laughs> building, is my ability with over 200 yeah. episodes now, and I've had the good fortune of interviewing CMOs at brand companies that are recognized. I've had a couple of CEOs at brand companies. So it's fairly, I say fairly, easy. I don't know that Richard Branson would say yes, but I, I, I've been able to reach out to <laughs> executives, send them one link to a page with all of my podcasts and extend an invitation. And generally when I'm inviting a CMO or head of marketing, if the title isn't CMO, I rarely get a no. I sometimes get a, hey, I, I'm traveling for the next three months and I can't get to it or whatever, but I don't really get turned down that often. So it's the relationship building aspect and then how that fits into our strategy at our company at Vengresto. So mm -hmm. I think the fact that you're tying it back to Jackson Marketing Services, your company, as you said at the top of this episode, Elena, walking the walk, I think that's the bottom line. I think it's the most important element. And my advice to you, if I can call it advice, is keep doing it. 
just keep building on what you've started. You've got a fantastic foundation. I said it at the beginning, even before we started recording, I'm a fanboy. I've listened to just about every episode and I can't wait for season two. Yeah. Well, thank you, Bernie. We appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, appreciate that. And, you know, we've enjoyed listening to your podcast too. And, you know, that's your podcast was one of the first that I ever actually kind of started listening to. Because I wasn't into podcasts, but then we were working with you guys on it and I was listening to the episodes. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's where I first heard of Jack Kozakowski. He was on one of your podcasts yeah, yeah. and he was he ended up being on ours. So <laughs> it's just been really cool to see how you have like created this really great podcast show and to be able to kind of look at you and take things away from how you do yours and say, oh, Bernie does that. That's a, I like how he does that and apply that to our own. Cool. Yeah, we did. We listened together to your show a couple of different episodes and we're like, well, Bernie does it this yeah. way. So maybe we should <laughs> think about how we do it. And we really appreciate how you treat your guests too when you're interviewing them. You, Some people just that host podcasts seem to like to talk more about themselves than let the, the guests talk. Yes. So we really appreciate how you make sure that the guests. Yeah. Cause that's one of the get things the best out of the guests. That's one of the things we did was we, before we started, we started listening to other marketing podcasts yeah. and we really didn't like a lot of them. To be honest, they were like Stacey said, they just talked about themselves or you could tell they didn't really care what, their guest was saying and they were just really thinking about what they were going to say next and then we would listen to yours and you can tell that you're actually listening because you will circle back around to something they previously said and it's just a completely different dynamic and so like Stacy said we would keep going oh well Bernie does this well Bernie does that <laughs> so, so you were a very uh, an inspiration to us and making sure we did certain things well, thank you. I'm flattered. But now I do have one final question because we're probably coming up on time here. And since again, I turn the tables on you guys, I want to <laughs> know if you were not running Jackson Marketing Services, what is that dream job that you each would be doing? My dream job would be having almost like a dorm area for kids that have aged out of the foster care system. So like a college dorm or some kind of situation like that where people that have aged out of the foster care system can come and live and have support and just have a community that they can count on because foster care kids that age out don't have anybody. They end up living on the streets or get pulled into sex trafficking and all different kinds of things. So that's just something that is near and dear to my heart as, and I'm trying to adopt from foster care right now. So it's definitely near and dear to my heart. So I think that that is a job that I would absolutely love to do if I wasn't doing this, if I could have people back me on the money to make it happen. So that's where I would be. That's a cause more than a job. <laughs> it's, you know, tugging at the heartstrings. So that's awesome, Elena. Thank you for sharing that. Stacy. Mine sounds a lot more dumb compared to hers. <laughs> if I could get my singing voice in order, I would love to be a backup singer. I think that would be so fun. I love to sing harmony. I love, I don't want to be in the spotlight. I like to help support people shine. I just think that would be a fun thing to do. I don't think I have the talent to do it, but I don't let that stop me singing around and, the world. 
As opposed to like the lead singer? Yeah, I don't need to be the lead singer. She sings all the time, though, and she makes up her own jingles, so she could be a jingle writer, too. Yeah, I, or working with Weird Al. That would be great, too. I love to, I love to write parodies of songs and make up stuff like that. That's, that's too much fun. Okay, all right. <laughs> cool. So can I tell you mine? Yes, I was going to yes. ask you what yours was. Okay. So, of course, you know, after Elena, you shared yours, like, how can anyone top that, right? So, <laughs> but if I could be anything, I'm going to have to say it, then explain it. I would be a movie star. Now, let me explain it. Okay. It's not for the fame, maybe a little bit for the money, because they make good money, but it wouldn't be for that. <laughs> yeah. To me, I love acting, and I see actors like a Tom Cruise, for example, who plays all these action figures, you know, from movie to movie to movie. And to me, that looks like a blast. Like it just looks like so much fun. And I'm thinking they get paid a lot of money to do that. And it looks like a blast. And I've done a teeny weeny weeny little bit of acting, not, not on camera, but on stage. Not recently. It's been a few years. And I got a little bit of that taste. I'm like, wow, this is fun. Like I could do this for a living, but I'm not. <laughs> that would be my dream job is like, you know, movie acting. I never knew that. That yeah. is pretty cool. Well, I'll write the theme song to your movie. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing that I would never, ever be because I don't have the voice as a singer. I have a terrible voice. I don't have a great but one. But you do but... have a good podcast voice. It always yes. reminds me of yeah, you Casey Kasem. <laughs> I'm Casey Kasem. I'm too young to know who that is. Oh, please, Casey. <laughs> All right, folks. So now you know what we went through to get this podcast to where it is today. And Bernie has asked us multiple questions about how we got there. And you can take that information and hopefully apply it to your own strategy if you're planning on starting a podcast. So good luck to you. And if you'd like to reach out to Bernie, you can find him on LinkedIn. That's Bernie Borges, B-E-R-N-I-E-B-O-R-G-E-S. And you can also look him up on Twitter. That's at Bernie Borges. And if you want to reach out to me or Stacy, you can hit us up on social. On Twitter, you can find Stacy at Stacy underscore Jax. That's S-T-A-C-Y underscore J-A-X. And you can find me at Elena underscore Jax. That's A-L-A-N-N-A underscore J-A-X. And if you're not a Twitter fan, you can always look us up on LinkedIn. And finally, don't forget, you can leave us a voicemail on the Anchor mobile app or on our show page on Anchor. So have a great week, guys. The B2B Mix Show is hosted by Stacey Jackson and Elena Jackson of, you guessed it, Jackson Marketing. If you need help with your B2B inbound marketing efforts, visit us at jacksonmarketingservices.com.